0: Welcome to Savage Wellbeing. Thank you for joining. This is number three podcast, and you're still here. It's so amazing. It makes me really happy, you guys. Um, I am your host, Ellen Olson. If you do not know who I am, I'm not going to get into it on this episode, but go to episode number one and you'll find out all about me. You can also go to savagewellbeing.com hit the about button and you will see a huge list of all of the things that I've done and accomplished. It's crazy. Um and you'll find out about my cancer. So here we are. Let's talk about that cuz um I'm going to get real and raw with you all about finishing cancer treatments. Um, I was diagnosed May 18th, 2020, just right after the pandemic, I'd closed my business down and I found a lump and it was kind of big. I mean, it, it, it felt like it was a decent size. It also felt very familiar. Have you ever had like lumpy boobies, you know, from having too much caffeine or maybe a lot of stress? I had that at one time when I was like drinking a pot of coffee a day, seriously, like I had a craving, like a serious addiction to caffeine. And so I went into my doctor at that time and she was like, oh, it's just nothing scary. It's just, it's just some lumpiness. And I had some tests done and sure enough, there was nothing that came back. I was cool. So I thought that that's what this was. This time, you know, maybe I was under some stress. I quit caffeine a long time ago because of that, because of all the lumpy boobies. And it was just painful. And I don't like fake energy. I like real energy. Right. So, yeah, I I just I thought, well, you know, maybe that's what it is. It's inflammation or something. I've been under a lot of stress. I go in and, uh, the mammogram shows, oh, there's some, some, really suspicious things going on in them titties. So, um, so I ended up going for a biopsy like two days later, a day or two days later. And, uh, they biopsied a lymph node. Um, you know, at the time when I saw my first doctor, my OBGYN, which was like a month prior, she didn't feel anything in my lymph node. This is how fast this cancer grew. Oh, and by the way, let me tell you something. I had a mammogram less than five months prior to getting this cancer. So that tells you how fast it grew. Because I was, I was diagnosed at a stage 3C. And at first they said stage 4 when they looked at my PET scan because they thought it was in my trachea. But after a panel of doctors looked at it, at the PET scan... They came to the conclusion that it was some lymph nodes that were just, you know, kind of uh, causing my trachea to look like I had some activity there. So it was pretty much all over my left breast, in my lymph nodes, in the chest wall, in the lymph nodes in the chest wall. So that tells you about how far it had gone. Um, I went through five months of chemotherapy. I had a lumpectomy. Thank goodness the chemotherapy said, hey, we don't like you. We're going to get rid of you. And it did. Plus, I did all of these amazing um, treatments, you know, integrative treatments. I did acupuncture. I did Vitamin C infusions, high dose vitamin C infusions. I did everything that I could to help that chemotherapy along. Um, my particular type of cancer, triple negative, responds very well to um, uh, to chemotherapy. Um, the hard thing about triple negative is that it you can't really. There's no treatments going forward for it, like there is with hormone positive cancers um so with triple negative you're just sort of left to your own devices and of course me me being me i did a lot of research and uh you know i've got treatment going forward but uh, had i not supported myself integ- with integrative treatments yeah, i wouldn't have come out as strong as i did and i thought i was going to come out really strong <laughs> i was doing so well even through radiation Like partway through radiation, I was lifting weights. I was doing really good. Um, Doing a lot of cardio exercises. And I would do it like right after I got done with radiation. I would drive myself to radiation every single day. Come home and work out. Um, Until I got three weeks into it. Then I started feeling the fatigue. Then something felt off. Then I got an infection because they were radiating the area in my throat, Uh, you know, because of the lymph nodes that were up there and around my collarbone. My collarbone was burned severely Um, and I have a nice little scar there. But, you know, after doing all of these treatments, especially for a triple negative breast cancer person or anybody who is just going forward and like, oh my God, I've just been, I've been getting all these treatments and now I don't have to be anywhere. Part of it is really exciting. You're like, yeah, I'm done. And the other part is like, I'm fucking scared. So I'm going to be as real and raw and emotional if need be so that you know what this is like because you might have to support somebody going through cancer. You might have had cancer. You might go through cancer. Either way, you're going to be touched by someone that has it. Because I was reading through one of the British medical journals that one in two Americans will get some type of cancer at some point in their lives. That's half of the population it's really scary. Um, and I consider myself a pretty healthy person, but there were a lot of like unhealthy things going on in my mind and in my body. I was really, really stressed out, not love and work so much. I was really, I was so tired of doing services. It's a very, very taxing, um, thing that you can do to your body um, and you're really putting yourself out there so much for anybody who worked in the civ- the service industry has done body work has done given facials you're you're dealing with a different person each and every time a person with different needs and you can't even begin to go through all of them. you do your best to communicate but you don't always get it right. And to that person that can fuck up their whole experience because they won't, they won't talk about it. Um, so it's hard. It is really hard for anybody who has even served food. Like that's a very personal thing to a lot of people. Um, but uh, survivorship is real. It's hard. Um, you know, I did a lot of research going forward. I'm doing a lot of integrative therapies, um, trying to exercise as much as I can, but the problem is is the radiation, um, I'm starting to heal from it, which means that my swollen tissues are starting to shrink. And what's happening with this shrinkage is it's pulling a lot of nerves, ligaments, muscle tissues, and it's really painful. Um, I'm having a lot of that around my neck and shoulders right now because I had radiation up in my neck and, uh, it's painful. It hurts. It's also scary because the part in my neck, it, the pain, um, it kind of goes up into my skull. There's like this tightness there and you can feel it in my neck. Um, a lot of pulling. And so I ha- I get headaches sometimes also the medication that I'm taking, um, it, it also gives me headaches. Um, I, uh, I did a lot of research. There is a company called care oncology and a friend of mine was also looking into it after her cancer. And, uh, I read the book, um, it's called how to starve cancer and, um, written by this woman who had I uh, done a lot of integrative therapies, but also used these drugs as a way to starve off cancer cells. And uh, I decided to take them because in case there were any cancer cells that would come back, um, these drugs would help address them. They are ant- they have anti-tumor qualities, like they're tumor killers. Um, they also starve off the cancer cells of fuel. So the things that it needs are like glucose and fats. And so I'm on a a lipid medication as well as a low diabetic, um, stage two diabetic medication. Both of those do a number on my stomach um, and also like give me headaches so there's a lot going on there there's like neck issues there's headache issues from the medications that I'm on I'm still you know trying to trying to sort it all out but uh survivorship is a real thing uh once you're done people just think oh wow you you badassed your way through cancer you're done you must be celebrating yay They move on with their lives they're not there to support you as much anymore they don't think you need the support um and so everybody just sort of goes away and goes on with their life and that's okay it's totally okay i'm here to help you understand that that survivors do need friendship and they need people to listen um you know to to call up somebody who has just survived cancer and been like, yay, you did it. You don't have to do any more treatments. You must feel amazing. And you know, I'm on the other line. I'm on the other side. I'm crying. I'm losing my shit. I don't know what to do. I've been getting treatments weekly, sometimes daily, somebody to care for me, somebody who monitored me, somebody who put a warm blanket around my body and gave me hot tea. And I don't see that person anymore. I don't have the daily monitoring that I had. Yeah, it was a bitch going to the cancer center all the time. But then when you stop, there's like this feeling of, oh my God, what if this comes back? And if you were to look at my survival rate, you would be floored it doesn't look good. It doesn't look good when you look at it on the internet and I don't even know what the percentage is. It's low. Um, But what I can say is that I believe I got this cancer to help others who are going through it and to let them know that you can survive it. And also that you get to live while you're going through treatments And maybe you're living half-assed, maybe you're tired, but you get to find your way to enjoy life while you're going through it. And I did this in the middle of a pandemic. I enjoyed most of my days, I did. And then there were days that I fell flat on my face. But when I wasn't, I was wandering around the neighborhood with my karaoke machine, (laughs) dressed up in lights with my neighbor, singing. I was doing things that lit me up. When I felt good, when my doctor said, yeah, you can get on your roller skates. Hell yeah, I was on my roller skates. So, you know, going through cancer treatments, for me, that was the easy part because I knew exactly what I was supposed to do, when I was supposed to be there, all the things that I had to do. And and then when, that's not there for you anymore. You're like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? I'm out in the middle of this tightrope trying to hold myself up. That's what it feels like. And it's really fucking scary. If I get a little pain, I'm feeling around, making sure that that isn't a lump and I'm getting a lot of pain left over from my radiation. You know, my headaches are driving me batty. I'm scared that it's brain cancer because this type of cancer has a bad rap for metastasizing. So, you know, even though I may be unrealistic, the truth is I'm fucking scared. So the other part is, is like fundraising, you know, people raise funds for me during my treatments going forward. This is difficult. I don't like asking for money. I always like to give something, you know, in return for, you know, for money. And, and that's a hard thing for me to ask. But at this point, like everybody was like, she's done, doesn't need to pay. I still have about $2,000 left to pay towards my deductible. I still have integrative doctors that I will need to settle up with people who are doing blood work to monitor me, because if I just relied on my Western doctor, I wouldn't get all of the blood work that I need to, to find out whether or not I have inflammation, if I have any circulating tumor cells. So, you know, these added extra, you know, tests and treatments are really important for my survival. And they don't offer that uh, you know, in oncology and Western medicine. I wish they did. And someday they will. Um, so, you know, this, this is what we what I'm up against. And so, um, you know, lucky for me, I have this amazing support network and it's been awesome. Um, I shut down my GoFundMe page because I want to give you guys a lot of information about everything wellness related Um, and so that's what Savage Wellbeing is all about and you get to donate money towards that cause and I'm behind that cause 100% so if you want to support me going forward please please donate some money because I'm going to be sharing with you all the integrative treatments that I'm getting and blood work that You should probably check into every year when you have your physical so those are all very real things and that will help keep you from getting ill yay no heart disease no diabetes no cancer if you can really hone in on these numbers you'll know whether or not you're a liability (laughs) because i found out when i had my blood work done through my naturopath she goes looking at these numbers it tells me that you have disease um really scary like one of the things was is that my um my iodine was dangerously low it should be right at about 100 it was at 40 and then she supplemented me while I was going through cancer treatments and it got up to 60. Now what I'm doing is like trying to eat seaweed every day. So getting sea vegetables. So those are just some of the things that, you know, you got to watch out for. And that's something I'll talk about in future podcasts. But um, staying with the survivorship, um, the emotions are real. The fear is really real. And apparently this can last for about a year. And then you start like getting back to life again and you start, you know, just, getting back into doing your regular routine or starting new routines, which is what I'm doing. And that's also scary. Um, (laughs) That's scary in itself. Um, So one of the things that you want to do, I'm just going to give you a few things that you should do when you want to support, support somebody who has just finished cancer treatments, check in with them, either text them, call them. Don't expect a response back because you don't know how many other people are contacting them and if they're anything like me they're probably running around getting acupuncture done doing other holistic treatments to try to you know hold themselves up so just know they may not contact you back but they're thinking about you and they really really do appreciate that you have contacted them don't make it about you there's going to be times when that person just isn't feeling up to talking you might be the loveliest person in their life, but truthfully, it's exhausting. The emotions are exhausting. And sometimes you just need time to process and it can take some, it can take some time. This person will bounce back. You know, I know I will bounce back. And I typically bounce back a lot faster than a lot of other people because I do take a lot of time to process. I'm taking a lot of time to cry. I'm grieving. I'm grieving the old life and what I'm grieving about it is the safety that I felt. Whenever I would go in for a mammogram and I would pass that thing, I'd be like, yay, check that off the list for this year. I don't get to do that anymore. I am I live a life of PET scans and, you know, um, blood work for the rest of my life, you know, all, all the time. And every three months I'm going to be monitored, you know, a lot. <laughs> And this is what happens if you're really looking out for your health. The other thing is, is you're always looking over your back. Oh my God, is that cancer far away? Have I run far away from that? (laughs) Thank God. It has no way of catching up with me. Like you're always looking over your back. Um, So just know that person loves you. Thank you for supporting me, calling me, texting me. And at the same time, it just takes too much energy for me to get back to you uh, the other part is as I learned that I now have trigger figure and I was also having like a lot of um, I don't want to say nerve pain because it wasn't that it was more like arthritis in my hands it was really difficult to text so I had to start t- sending like voice messaging um, if you want to do something for a person who is surviving also it takes a while to heal remember this person has gone through a year of treatments or if they haven't gone through a year, they've gone through intense treatments and they're not done. They're still healing. They're still processing. They still hurt. So, um, for me, I am, you know, two months completed and I'm going through aches and pains. I'm still having you know, like I said, the neck and shoulder issues are really painful. I have tendon issues in my arms. I can't really exercise right now. I was told to stop and just to gently stretch. Um, so when I go back on this this Saturday, I'll find out if I can exercise a little bit more, but i I can't do anything aggressive. So if you want to help out a person, contact them and say, I'm available for you this day and I can do X, Y, and Z. I can go run errands for you. Do you need groceries? Can I pick you up anything? I am available this day. Okay, that really helps the person because then you give them a day. It's not like, oh, I'm here for you. Let me know if you need anything. Don't do that. Don't ever do that to anybody. Don't say I'm here for you if you need anything. I am available on these days what can I get for you text them hey I'm available today is there anything I can do for you can I run an errand for you would you like me to come in and clean your kitchen offer those things okay if you're far away things you can do for that person are get them some supplements lord knows there's all kinds of supplements you could get them contact them and say hey I'm going to send you some supplements what do you need Period. The other thing that you can do is send them a card. Some of the best things I got from people were cards that had like flowers to uh, flower seeds um, so that I could grow them and watch them grow in my, in, you know, in the comforts of my own home. Um, you know, I got supplements from people who were far away that couldn't come see me. I had visitors in my front yard. The other thing that you can do is take that person for a walk, contact them. Hey, I'm available at such and such time on this day, can I take you for a walk? And know that they may, they may contact you back and say, I can't do it today, I don't feel so good. Be okay with that, it has nothing to do with you. They're healing, they're tired, they're struggling. Um, also, just contact them same day, say, hey, if you need to talk about anything, I'm here to talk to you Um, be prepared to listen to things that you're uncomfortable with be prepared to listen to things that you don't agree with let them talk let them get it out they are processing don't ask them what's wrong don't say oh honey what's wrong with you oh you'll be okay you know you're doing all these things you're gonna be well you know no that's not true cancer has a mind of its own and it figures things out even in the healthiest person it is scary do not ever say that to them and I've had to tell this to a lot of people they don't understand they think they're helping they want to help right and I totally get it I appreciate it but at the same time that infuriate infuriates me so when you talk to somebody who has gone through it just be prepared to listen and that's it And then, you know, ask them if they want advice, ask them if they would like to listen to whatever it is that's going on in your life. They may not have the capacity to listen and they're not going to for a while. I don't have the capacity to listen. And I've had a few people come to me nonstop chatter, chatter, talk. And like I sit there because I don't know what to do. I feel like I'm a deer in headlights maybe and it's uncomfortable. And I and now I'm figuring that out through therapy about like how to talk to people. But it's a it's a process, you know, and I'm learning. I'm learning just as much as you are. And that's why I'm sharing this podcast. I want you to understand what it's like to deal with somebody who's surviving. These are just a few things. Um you know if you are a survivor, I recommend sharing with your friends Um, you're going to have to set boundaries you're going to have to let people know hey it's bedtime you're going to have to set your phone to be off during the times that you're healing Um, do that do that for your own sanity and get the help that you need and remember that even after this person has survived cancer they have a lot more surviving to do and just check in with them the least you can do is check in with them or send them a card or offer to pick them up a meal or send them a meal basket. Anything that you could do to make that person's life easier so they can process, grieve, cry, be angry, and be tired. So I really appreciate you listening. I know that some of these things are really hard. You may know somebody who's going through it. I'm definitely going through it. I appreciate you listening, for being here, for paying attention. Please share this podcast with anyone that you feel might think this is awesome. And trust me, we're going to talk more about a lot of cool wellness things, but this is near and dear to my heart right now. And I know it's near and dear to a lot of people's hearts. And I want you to know that you are seen and you are loved even when you're trying to help and it's hard and I'm setting boundaries. Um, so take care of yourself. I hope that you have an awesome day. Please subscribe and share this with all of your friends and have a really awesome day. Thank you all.